Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, in the midst of this season of celebration, this season of Easter, you remind us of the gift of your Son. You sent him into this world to live among us, to teach us, but you sent him especially to die on the cross for our sins, that we might be made a new creation. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead as a reminder that the death has no hold over him. And because of that, no hold over us. And so we pray that you would remind us that in all things, you are our God and we are your people and that you have made us new. We pray, open our ears to hear and our lives to live and to understand. In Jesus' name, amen. Our second reading today from the revelation given to St. John talks about a new heaven and a new earth. That time when the first earth and the first heaven have passed away and the sea is no more, and the holy city of God comes adorned like a bride for her husband. John writes, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. A reminder that, that in this new creation, God will walk among us as, as he did with Adam and Eve in the garden before they fell into sin. Can you imagine? You're walking down those streets paved with gold, and God walks by, greets you by name, and says, how are you? Now, I think about that and I think, wow. And God knows that I have to be totally honest with him. And so I could say to him, it's a crappy day. And then I thought, wait a minute, I'm in heaven. There are no crappy days. Because he's made all things new. How are you? I am blessed because I live and I dwell in the presence of Almighty God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. That is one of my favorite verses in Scripture. Because you see, those are words that, that take us right back to the cross. 
They're words that take us to the crucifixion because it's at the cross that Jesus is making all things new. It's at the cross that he washes away our sin and declares us holy and righteous. It's at the cross that he pours out himself to us and begins to reshape our lives so that we live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died for us. It's at the cross where this, this gift to us, this, this man who became a flesh, this, this word who became flesh for us, was born into humanity and who lived and who breathed among us and who brings to life the whole idea that the word is a living, breathing word. And that in the beginning it was the word by which God made all things. Let there be. And that same creative, life-saving word is still applied to our lives today. We heard it earlier when we confessed our sins and we heard those words of forgiveness. And we'll experience it again in a few moments when we partake of the body and blood and we hear the word, this is my body, this is my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. It's at the cross that he makes us a new creation. Paul reminds us that the old has passed away, the new has come. That that sinful flesh with which we battle has been overcome by the power of God's grace and mercy. I am making all things new. And then he reminds us, and this is an important concept for us, that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And at the center of that again is the cross by which he makes all things new. And a way that I want you to think about this is that Christ was there at the beginning when God said, let us make man in our image. And he's there at the end as we hear here in the book of Revelation. That he's at the beginning of our lives in the waters of baptism. And he's there at the end when he greets us as we pass from this life into eternity and we hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. And so the challenge is if Christ is there at the beginning and he's there at the end, maybe I should do it this way for you guys. If he's there on both sides, then why do we always forget about the middle? Because if he's there at the beginning and he's there at the end, then he is certainly there in between. And yet what happens is we as human beings try to take the middle and, and take ownership of that ourselves. And when we try to wrest the ownership of things away from God, we mess it up. God, who is making all things new, well, we try to destroy that. If you are paying attention to the words of some of our hymns this morning, some of that was echoed.
You see, when we as human beings try to take hold of things, that's when we get things like divisions. Divisions that try to tear people apart. You know, I have to admit, in my younger years, I was kind of a political junkie. Now I can't stand it. Because all it does is divide. There's no truth in politics. It's not designed to bring people together. It tears people apart. And what do we do as human beings in our, in our relationships with people who are different from us? We don't see them as the same, as a redeemed child of God in Christ Jesus. We start to judge people by the color of their skin or their economic status. And we divide. We divide by educational accomplishment or background. It's as if our whole lives, our hearts are all about judging as opposed to what Christ calls us to do, which is embrace. When Christ says he's making all things new, he says that we as his people should be approaching things with different eyes. And that's what he teaches Peter in our first lesson today. Because you see, as the church begins, the disciples are thinking, this is all about the Jews. And God has to teach Peter through a vision and through some miraculous stuff that's going on that, oh, wait a minute. I guess the gospel works for Gentiles too. There was a time in an age in our own histories as church people that, that we had a problem with that too. I think I shared this story with you, the man who moves with his family to a small town in the Midwest and on the first Sunday they get up and they load up their wagon and they go to church and they get to church and he walks up the front steps and there is one of the elders greeting them and the elder says, hey, I'm Eric Schmidt. And the guy walking up the stairs, and I'm Eric Johansson. And Eric Schmidt says, the Swedish Lutherans worship at the other church down the street. Those things happened. And they happened recently. And I'm paging through scripture and he says there is no, no such thing as divisions under the gospel. No slave or free, no male or female, nor Jew nor Greek that we are all one in Christ Jesus because he's making all things new. The cross is divided. No, the cross brings us together because it's at the cross that we recognize what's the same about all of us no matter who we are or where we come from or the color of our skin. We're all sinful people condemned to hell without Christ. Think about that. We're all sinful people. You can't paint on your race or your economic status or your place or your position in culture or society and say, I've arrived. Because none of that gets you anywhere.
I love the old saying. When you were born, you brought nothing into the world, and when you die, you can't take anything with you. We're all the same. Sinful people in need of forgiveness in Christ Jesus. You see, this, this Alpha and Omega was something the early church understood. That we, we don't simply begin life in Christ and end life in Christ and live our lives the way we want to in between, but rather that when we begin life in Christ and we end life in Christ, that we live life in between for Jesus Christ. Apart from what the world thinks, we seek God's will in all things. We seek God's heart and for what we should do and how we should live. We seek the heart of God not our own hearts. And we follow him as he reminds us to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself. To love one another as Christ loved us in going to a cross for our sins. I am the Alpha and the Omega that's what he reminds us, the beginning and the end. I am the beginning and the end of all things. We need to keep that in our minds. That what's in the middle still belongs to God. And that God is working to shape and transform our lives, but always to keep us Christ-focused and to remind us that all that we're about flows from the cross of Jesus Christ where he makes all things new. It flows from the cross of Christ that shapes who we are and gives us our identity. That our identity is not found in the things of the world, the accomplishments of the world, or a fancy resume. Our identity is found in the cross that's been painted on our foreheads and on our hearts, in the waters of baptism, live as his children, live as his people, and love as he has taught us to do. Don't wrap yourselves up in the worry of the world or in the things that divide, but focus on the thing, the person, the Christ, who brings all things together under the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds on the true faith of God in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.